0: Are you curious about what it takes to start your own business? Have you ever wondered about how buyers select items for their stores? Are you interested in learning what goes on behind the scenes of a successful boutique? Please join us as we meet with the lovely and charming Anita Gray of Anita Rochelle Boutique in Folsom. Anita Rochelle has been at the corner of Sutter and Riley Streets for the past seven years. Anita has a loyal customer base that loves the fabulous styles she selects and the personal attention and the help that they receive when they enter the store. Anita will tell us how she got started, how she picked Folsom, and how she's supporting other women who want to start their own small businesses and make their dreams come true. Hello. Welcome to the fashion adventure beauty podcast series. We are Lisa Farr and I am Lydia Zip. We love beautiful fashion, traveling with friends and exploring and embracing the beauty in the world. In the fab podcast series, we will shine a spotlight on everything from our favorite boutiques to the must see sites at exciting travel destinations. Hello, welcome to the podcast series, Anita Rochelle <laughs> Boutique and our wonderful guest, Anita Gray. Thank you for joining us this morning. Well,
1: thanks for having me.
0: We're, still, we're delighted to talk <laughs> with you this morning. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and how you chose Folsom and?
1: Well, let's see. Um, I started small. Um, I started just doing events on the street, you know, just kind of like pop-ups. And um, someone told me about Folsom that they had this Thursday night market event many, many years ago. And so I would go and I would set up a Thursday, you know, at the Thursday night market event and the women in Folsom were so supportive. I tried it at different locations. I live in Elk Grove, but I, I, I did pop-ups in Elk Grove, Loomis, Roseville, even the Bay Area. But the women in uh, Folsom were just supportive. They would come and buy and then they would bring their friends the next week, and then they would bring their friends the next week, and so they're just real real supportive. Beautiful, and can you tell
0: us just a little bit about how how the adventure has been from the beginning?
1: Well, you know, again, I started small, and um, because I just didn't know, my background is dental assisting, and so I didn't know um, how it would be, so I started with a small boutique tucked in the back Um, and it was probably two, three hundred square feet and it was month to month. So I thought, you know what, if I didn't, if I didn't succeed at it, I could just pack up and be gone in a month. And so that's just kind of how I got my start, you know, just something that it wasn't a huge commitment. It was small and just, I just gradually worked my way up to a much larger location.
0: Awesome, and this was many years ago. Now you started.
1: uh, Yeah, I started twelve. I've had a business here in the district for twelve years. Oh, beautiful! So that location, I was there for about nine months, and um, then moved to another location, and then moved into this beautiful location.
0: It is beautiful (laughs) here. We love it
1: here. So, um, how
0: do you decide what's going to be a bestseller, and how, how do you how do you shop for yourself? So
1: it's. That's one of the, the, the challenges of when you have a women's boutique. So one of the things that I do focus on is I, t- I try to do timeless pieces. So if you do, you know, half your inventory in, you know, timeless pieces that even if that one year it didn't sell or one season, you can put it away and bring it back out the next season because it's it's timeless. So I, I love timeless clothes. Um, And so I do a fair amount of of timeless pieces and then I bring in, then I do the trendy and then I do different. So there's three kind of categories that I do for my business. Um, Now that's not to say that everyone uh, will do that. If someone is in an area where they're, you know, the clients are really trendy, young, they like, you know, things like that, then I'd say they should probably buy a little bit different but that's just kind of how I do it. I try to do some timeless. I try to do a, tr- a little bit of trendy, and then I always want those designer and just different pieces that no one's seen before. <laughs> and how fun is that?
0: I mean, it must be really exciting and fun, or is there a little bit of uh, nervousness, a little bit of risk? So. Uh-
1: before every trade show, I do kind of go, what if this is the year that I pick out all the wrong things and this, and, and then I just kind of breathe and let it go. And then once you get there and you're just caught up and you just see all the beautiful things, it, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, so, you know, because you can't return anything. that They do not, you know, wholesalers don't. You can't just call them up and say, you know, it didn't work this year. And I sent it back, they won't. Uh, uh, allow you to do that and so I I, you know I think because of it's been 12 years that now I just kind of like just kind of let go and just go in there and pick things out and um, you know if it doesn't work then you can always you know do what you need to do to get it out the door so that's kind of what I do
0: and what do you look for inspiration to like help pick the bestsellers
1: and well I I do pull up other chain stores and kind of look at what's out there. Um, I'll look at, I might pull up Free People, I might pull up um, Anthropology. Um, I may pull up other brand, bigger brand names, I might even pull up Gucci or Louis Vuitton and look at, and, and kind of look at what they have. Um, that's not to say that I'd go that direction because some of them are really, really kind of out there and I don't know if Folsom women are ready to be <laughs> some of those things so but I do I do um, pull up and and look at what you know what they have on their website um, and then when we're at the trade show some of the big names are there you know some of the bigger names like free people they always have a booth there uh, different ones so you can kind of look and see what they have a lot of them do huge displays out front too and so you can kind of see like if 10 vendors have a big display with flare pants, then that might be an indication that flare pants is gonna come in. If they have a lot of, you know, bright pink or sparkly or something, then it might be an indication, hmm, okay, the trend might be going that way. So they kind of help us out too with their displays and what they're showing
0: beautiful so do you um do you get to travel a little bit then to um to these shows and where are they and how fun i do
1: um so there's a small one that they do have here um every it's about every three four months and that's in san francisco and that's a smaller trade show which is kind of nice though because you do the bigger ones it's hard because a lot of people are in there buying and trying to get attention and you know get the reps to tell them you know things so it gets a little bit difficult uh vegas um, i usually go to the vegas show every um well vegas does two big shows a year and then there's kind of smaller things in between so it's usually vegas and the local one here but i've gone to new york um to a show i've i sometimes if i'm visiting a place i'll look to see if they have um a mart or some you know wholesaler clothing showrooms or something like that. I when I was in Denver one time visiting my daughter, they have a showroom there. So I just I you know got my credentials and went in just to see kind of who was there. Can you talk a little bit more about credentials and what's
0: required to get into a trade
1: show and what you need to do? So you do have to have your wholesale license. Um, you do need to be. They do check to make sure you are a viable business. Um, so they don't want someone because it's easy to get a wholesale license, but what they don't want is just the average person just say, "Hey, I got my license. I'm coming in to shop uh, for myself." Every now and then they will do that. Every now and then they will say, "Okay, we can bring a guest or bring someone, and they can they'll do you know smaller uh, portions or smaller um things instead of six or seven of something you can get one or something like that very rare but they'll do that every now and then but um but yeah so you have to have your wholesale license you have to be a uh, a viable business they usually check to see if you have website instagram things like that and if all of that checks out then they'll let you come in and be a buyer but a lot of people think, gosh, I'd like to do my wholesale license and go get my wardrobe. But you can't get one piece. It's six. Gotcha. It's 12 pairs of shoes. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like, that makes sense. That makes if it's, sense. it's furniture, it might be two chairs and three couches <laughs> or something like that. It's not just one, one, one. So beautiful. And,
0: uh, so what about other small businesses are you are you also shopping from
1: other small businesses and how do they find so you usually at the trade shows sometimes it is just a person that maybe their showroom or they show and it's in the garage or something like that so i have a few of those i have a few um local uh vendors and i have a few even in la they're not in the big showrooms they just, you know, they may have just the garage or something like that with racks, and I can go in and shop and stuff like that. So I feel like they are a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a small business. And then I do have the art here in my in my boutique, and so I feel like I'm helping local artists, and and um, sometimes I'll get um, small jewelry makers to, to bring things in and support them that way too. Wonderful. And how do they connect with you? Do that? Are are people knocking on your door and saying, "Hey, I have this, I have this beautiful line that I'm starting," or? Well, they do. I mean, I I get a fair amount of people that do come through, and um, now I do kind of know what I'm looking for, and um, sometimes it's just not the 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 trend that I want, or say it's an older trend or something like that in jewelry or something like that, and so, you know, so I'm. But I have purchased uh, some things. So, usually, yeah, they just walk in the door. I'm, if I'm not busy, I will look at everything. I'll look at artists, you know, what they have. They can also, um, you know, email me things. They can text, uh, you know, pictures and stuff like that, too. So, wonderful. And
0: um, how do you decide when to mark things down in your
1: store? So, typically, if I get down to one item, I will put that on the clearance just that's just a given because i don't want to have a racks full of one 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 off so i'll put that on the clearance so so
0: in your store you mentioned the art you have beautiful um statement pieces handbags i've never seen anywhere before you've got a wonderful mannequin over there with a guitar on this beautiful outfit you've got cutting boards you've got baskets Um, tell us a little bit about the the cutting boards and how are you picking picking
1: everything so with the artist when i moved into the spot this was a wine tasting and art gallery and prior to that it was an art gallery so art has been on the walls for a long time. So when I came in, I thought we can make this work. It is a little bit of a different concept to have a boutique and local art, but I just said we can we can make it work. And so it has evolved. Um, we started out with every artist having a, a designated spot, but now I try to coordinate the art with the clothes. Uh, the Cutting Boards was an artist that uh he was a photographer and so when i he used to have his photographs here and then he started just doing wood you know woodwork and and so i said bring him in let's let's see how it goes so he brought them in i think two weeks ago he sold like three i think so far because they're just really they're really beautiful good you know good uh really nice price point point. And um, what was the other thing?
0: I agree, they're absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Those cutting boards are beautiful. And then, um, and then, I noticed um, just a wonderful mix of clothing in the store, of cards, yeah, um, the the
1: signature purses. Yeah, we so, COVID has caused me to do things a little bit different. Um, I typically would love designer clothes. I typically would do artsy. The you know big chunky jewelry. The more different it is, the more I want it. But what happened with COVID is a lot of the ladies that like that design, they're they're staying home. They're not coming out as much. And so I immediately started to see a little bit of a younger customer walking in, and I thought, okay, I'm, they're a little bit younger. What am I gonna do to kind of you know, that's who's out right now. And so I shifted a little bit. Um, so I saw younger, younger because customers of COVID. coming. Younger yeah, younger people coming in. And so I had to start buying, you know, for a younger customer. And so now I, it almost feels like it is a lot going on, but I kind of like it, you know? Now I, I feel I can get multi, multi-generational people in. So a mother, a daughter, a grandma can come in. And, um, so I, yeah, so that's why you, you're starting to see a little bit, um, different, uh, product in the store because we just, with COVID, we just had to adapt. And so I brought a little houseware, um, a little bit of boho, a little bit of, you know, crop tops, and just different things that would cater to a little bit of younger, a person.
0: So. And your service here is so wonderful. You just really warmly welcome everybody as they walk in the door yeah. and, um, and uh, you make wonderful suggestions and you have these beautiful pieces that you pull together. I mean, you really can help people in pulling together an outfit.
1: Yeah.
0: So h- tell us a little bit about how, how you,
1: well, I don't know, I think I got that from my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I did Mary Kay for seven years, and I won the car in Mary Kay. I was a director of Mary Kay. And so it, I think Mary Kay really taught you the art of, of, of just relating with people. And also, it taught a good salesmanship of uh, not, um, just not being intimidated. And uh, one of the things that she would say is, some will, some won't, so what? <laughs> and that's my concept right. when people come in it's hello how are you thanks for being here and if they buy nothing I'm not upset it's like you know thank you come back again and I'm it really doesn't set me whatsoever so I've just kind of taken that approach that
0: wonderful and so what is your advice to somebody starting their own business a, a woman owned business what what, um, what what are the key things you would like people to know about how I, possible I, I
1: think one thing is start small. You don't always have to start large. You know, it could be a three, four hundred square foot uh, place and start start small. And so here's the reasoning for that. A lot of people think that I you can purchase something, you can mark it up, and you know whatever ten percent or twenty or even a fifty whatever, and they will buy. And I've learned that's not the case you do have to test it out and I'll give you a quick example I was doing an event there was a gentleman and his wife there they had jewelry and this jewelry was so beautiful and they had it marked at like five dollars and no one bought it no one and so I go over to him and I said if you raise it up to 10 they will buy and they raised it up to 10 and they bought it and so that is a little bit of the things that you have to do before you start your bit you know you, you got to test it you have to test price points you have to test do they want you know cotton do they like polyester do they want this and that and so it's just good to start a little bit small playing around with pricing playing around with markups to see you know that the community that you, you're gonna be catering to what's the good price point for them if it's too high they won't do it but also if it's too low they won't
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. You think low is the thing to go, but sometimes it's not. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We really enjoyed meeting with you and learning so much about how you got started. And and we have the rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Super fun. Where is your dream shopping trip?
1: Ooh, dream shopping. You know, I think I want to do like Dallas. Th- they're saying that this is, this is the mark, the, the, the wholesale place, that, you know, the mark. So th- I would like to do um, the Dallas show at some point. I heard it's a big one and there's a lot of stuff there. But just to go shopping would be New York, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what is your
0: favorite thing to do for
1: self-care? A massage. Mm. Yeah, so I try to do that at least once, twice a month. (laughs) Great. How do you decide what you're going to wear in the morning? You know, I'm very, um, it's pretty simple. Um, I don't, you know, I have, I have my key pieces that if I'm just too busy they they always go together with the shoes and everything so i that that's what i do so if it's a busy morning then it's like grab that pants it always goes with that top and those shoes so i have about five outfits like that and then um if i then if i do have time then i i will take the time and kind of put things together and say okay this goes with this and that
0: perfect what is the most expensive fashion item
1: you've ever purchased Ooh, um probably my bracelets. Mm, beautiful. I think, yeah, probably these silver bracelets. I've been wanting them for years and I have large wrists and it's they're really hard to find in my size. And when we were in Puerto Vallarta, we went to a place that made this did the my, you know, the silver and all that. And so that was probably <laughs> besides my my ring my wedding ring so and who um, is your fashion inspiration who you know the the one designer that I have here Samuel dong I love his fashion um, you know I just love it he kind of makes fun with sometime over the top um, some of the bigger names, they don't really do it for me. I mean, I just, I love looking at Gucci and Louis, Louis Vuitton and different ones, but I, I tend to like, to tell you the truth, I tend to like more of the Asian designers. I don't know why. I don't know if if, if it's the symmetry or what, but um, I see Collection, Connie Wong, Dorman, mm-hmm. um, Maria Chu, uh, Samuel Dong. I don't know. Those are the ones that I just, I tend to, design today that I have here they're, they're kind of all you know Asian designers and I'm not sure maybe you know we're talking at my asymmetrical top here but yes. gorgeous <laughs> love it and what is your favorite quote my favorite quote is by Maya Angelou and what she said was I've learned that people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget how you make them feel
0: Thank you so much, Anita. This was a lovely uh, time together with you. I enjoyed so much learning about your store and how you got started. And thank you, thank you for your time. Oh, you're
1: welcome.
0: Thank you for joining us for the Fab Podcast Series where we explore bringing fashion, adventure, beauty into our everyday lives. We would love to hear from you and we welcome your thoughts, comments, and encouragement. If you have favorite tips about one of these topics, please let us know and we'll certainly respond to you. We're interested in what you're looking to learn more about in these three categories, so please send us your questions and suggestions and we'll be sure to reply to all of them. If you enjoyed this program, please take a quick moment to like this video or share with a friend on Instagram. Until next time, we wish you fashion adventure beauty.